0: hello and welcome to That's not Spit It's condensation Hello everyone. Welcome to That's not Spit. It's condensation. I'm Ryan Beach, and on this podcast episode, I thought it might be nice to reflect on how my experiences as a brass player and how my experiences with the practice of mindfulness have collided to help improve my mental state while playing the trumpet. Much of my music education has been defined by the, quote, Chicago school of brass playing. While this concept is a bit outdated now, Back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, orchestras had much more distinct performing personalities than they do now. The Chicago School was more or less defined by having a full-bodied sound that was sustained to the very end of the note with a great deal of intensity in it. I believe the reason for this is the hall that they played in was not overly resonant, so sustain was essential in producing the correct musical sound. One of the teachers responsible for spreading the Chicago School of Playing was Arnold Jacobs. He was Principal Tuba in the Chicago Symphony from 1944 to 1988. On top of that, he was a legendary brass pedagogue that people of all instrument types came from all over the world to study with. In his early days, his method of teaching was focused on what was happening physically when you played an instrument. He knew all about the anatomy of the human body and would often describe in great detail what processes were happening when a person took a breath and then what muscles were involved with releasing that breath. He would measure someone's lung capacity to discover how much and how often a person should be breathing. It was very technical, but that was how he taught. During my time at Northwestern, Charlie Geyer, one of the trumpet professors, relayed a story to me from his time in the Chicago Symphony, where the CSO had just finished their morning rehearsal on a piece where there was a loud section, followed by a soft solo in the first trumpet part. Bud Herseth, the legendary principal trumpet at the time, was sounding larger than life in the loud section, and he was also able to maintain complete beauty and control in the soft section. Jacobs approached Bud and asked him, How do you sound so good on all that contrasting material? Charlie tells it as Jacobs was maybe expecting Bud to say something like, I'm trying to fill up my lungs halfway with air and then move it quickly with an aggressive articulation. Bud didn't really understand what Jacobs meant by the question, so he didn't really give him an answer. Jacobs was persistent, asking him two or three times, finally after which Bud answered, I'm just thinking about how it goes. From that point on, Jacobs' teaching shifted from focusing on the physical aspect of brass playing to the mental aspect. His teaching method became known as Song in Wind, a teaching method for which he is incredibly well known for still today. This method was based on the idea that if you have a clear concept of what you want to sound like, and you take a great breath and focus on playing what you hear in your head, the physical part of performing will take care of itself. It can be summed up well in a beautiful quote that he has. 80 to 90% of our consciousness must be devoted to an awareness of the sound we want to produce. In other words, the sound we conceive in our imagination. Awareness of how we feel or of the external sound must be peripheral, not dominant. You must give dominance to the music you want to produce, not your instrument. I believe this sound-focused method of teaching he had has quite a bit in common with the practice of mindfulness. The practice of mindfulness is something that I was introduced to many years ago, and it has really helped me to understand how to have greater focus in life. When I typed in mindfulness into Google, a couple definitions came up. The first was the quality of state of being conscious or aware of something, and the second was a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations used as a therapeutic technique. As I began to learn about mindfulness and what it means for me, I came to a definition that sounds something like... The ability to calm your mind by focusing on the present moment, freeing yourself of attachment to past events, and the worry of future events. Mindfulness is a very big and expansive topic, too big to cover in its entirety in this episode. If anyone is interested in learning more about it, you can contact me and I will point you in the direction of a few resources that got me started. For this episode, I'd like to focus on how my knowledge of mindfulness has helped my mental state while playing the trumpet, especially when performing. To sum it up, mindfulness really just means being focused on the present moment. That could be something as simple as intently listening to someone you're talking to rather than being on Instagram while they tell you a story. Or really paying attention to what the water and soap on our hands feels like when we wash them, instead of just washing our hands without thinking about it. To go further than that, not being focused on the present moment usually presents itself in one of two ways. The first is that someone could be focused on past events. These past events seem to not only define them as a person, but also seems to define the decisions they make in the present An example would be someone who plays the trombone. They might consider themselves a trombone player, making choices about their career and life based on that. That's not inherently a problem, but if that person has other interests as well, sometimes those interests can cause conflict and unhappiness. The other way not being present can present itself is focusing too much on the future, An example might be you went to the doctor because of a health problem, and the results won't be back to you for a week. That week can often be filled with anxiety and suffering as you're living in anticipation of that future event, rather than living in the moment itself. For musicians, living in the past means we may have missed a note in a phrase, and as we continue playing, our focus and attention is still on that missed note and not on the music we are currently playing. Focusing on the future may mean that we have a difficult passage to play in 32 bars and we're anxious about how that phrase will go, rather than focusing on the music we are playing maybe 12 bars previous to that. Any scenario in which we are not focused on the music we are presently playing means we cannot be as compelling of a player as if we were. Our full and undivided attention is essential to committed and compelling musical performance. So how do we put this into practice? I think it's a pretty easy answer that takes a long time to figure out. The easy answer is to focus on what you're doing in the present moment to clear your mind of any other distractions, allowing your playing and or life to be fully committed. In my own playing, I started working on being more present shortly after I graduated from Northwestern in 2012. I was playing really well, well enough to win a trial week with the Indianapolis Symphony at that point, but I didn't really feel my playing was 100% representative of me. In one particular class at Tanglewood my second year, Tanglewood is an amazing orchestral music festival in the Berkshires, we got to hear Tom Rolf's principal trumpet of the Boston Symphony coach us and play for us up close on Daphnis and Chloe, Shostakovich 5, and Sibelius 5. I remember this moment so clearly because I was just so blown away at the different sound worlds he was able to create. All of the composers sounded so different. He was making so much more music than I was. I had an entire year off living at home between graduating and starting in Indianapolis, so I made it my mission to figure out how to do that. Although I feel like I'm still working towards figuring out how to play with that much conviction, I feel like I've figured a couple of things out. The first step I made at that time was to play repertoire that was very familiar to me, things like Rochu etudes. But instead of just mindlessly playing through them like I had been, I thought, I'm going to have every musical decision I make be based on what I hear in my head. I was going to try to focus all of my consciousness on the sound I'm making in that moment. Not just trying to hear the pitch, but trying to hear the articulation, the tone, the vibrato, the rhythm, and the release as part of that sound. I really worked to hear that sound louder than the sound coming out of my bell, which basically amounted to feeling like I was screaming the sound in my head. What resulted should be of no surprise things just felt easier. To remove excess distraction enabled all of my skills to be honed more efficiently. But it did feel overwhelming, and as I teach this, I make sure to mention that. If your brain is not used to thinking and focusing that much, it's such an overwhelming experience to turn it on like that. But the good news is is that the more you do it, the easier it gets. That point in my life was the starting point, but these days, it's still all I try to focus on while playing. I find my playing is much more compelling if I can focus on what I want to sound like and to be in the present moment. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do so on Facebook. I have an artist page, so just search RB Trumpet and you should find it. I would like to thank Andrew Miller for his beautiful playing on his Bach Cello Suite CD and for allowing me to use it on this podcast. And I would also like to thank my good friend Brandon Yoakum for his work on mastering this track and the rest of my podcast as well. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening.